spirits to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say today. Uh, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit, of course, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Today we're going to get into the activities of the Holy Spirit, and we're going to revisit some things we talked about last week and get into some things this week. Um, Ephesians 5, let's go to Ephesians 5, 18. Ephesians 5. And please take some notes so you can search the scriptures and see if it's so. And, uh, you know, have some stuff to reference. It's not necessarily always a popular topic, um, but it is a powerful topic. Uh, verse 18 it says and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess and then there's a semicolon it says but be filled with the spirit and then uh, if you study study out that in the Greek it says be being filled so it says be so when it says be filled it says be being filled so so it's not just like a one time filling you, it's a continuous filling but it's a contrast it's not telling you an instruction on, a, on before the semicolon and then giving you uh, an additional instruction on the other side is actually giving you a contrast. Instead of being drunk with the spirit, it's saying be instead of being drunk with wine, it say be drunk in the spirit. And then it says keep filling yourself up in the spirit. Uh, if you if we'll go through it when we go through Acts, but Acts chapter two when they were the uh, the apostles was filled with the spirit in Acts chapter two. You see Acts chapter four, it's like verse thirty one or something. They were filled again. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's being filled. Constantly stay being filled. So it's not a one-time thing, right? Um, and then, um, all right, so when you're born again, uh, and we read before, you, you can reference the scripture for yourself, John chapter 3, uh, verses 3 through 6, when, when, uh, when uh, Jesus was saying, uh, you must be born again, and Nicodemus was saying, Shall I go into my mother's womb again? He says, no, you must be born of water, which is natural birth, born of water, and born of the spirit. So we're submerged in water, and we're birthed into the earth realm. We have to be submerged in the spirit and birthed into the spirit realm. So when you are born again, you should be filled with the Holy Spirit. You should be filled with the Holy Spirit. And uh, then I have a question here from our Holy Spirit class but it says does one receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit at the new birth new birth is the born again experience that's a new birth from the 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 uh, birth your natural birth if you're born again you do have the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit because there's a work of the Holy Spirit in new birth called the indwelling of the spirit so when you're born again it's, it's, it's an, an indwelling of the spirit takes place the spirit indwells in you and uh, makes alive your spirit well why did your spirit need to be made alive because the wages of sin is death the wages of the payment for sin is death so we've sinned before and we're all standing here well it starts your, your spirit dies and eventually if your spirit stays dormant long enough your body will catch up with it Right, so the where the Holy Spirit goes in and quickens or makes alive that spirit, that newness. You know, you ever live this life and sometimes you're fighting depression or funk, or if you're not involved in activities, you feel like it's so there's a void and something's missing. Well, because w activities is keeping the natural man distracted from 
it's lost or it's void. Once the activities wear off, you're dealing with who you are. And if your spirit is not made alive or quickened or, or churning on the inside, you're going to feel empty. You're going to feel depressed. You're going to be looking for something to fill that void. And some people uh, uh, try the temporary things as alcohol or, or different lust or smoking or whatever. Or, you know, I don't know which, which you've been trying. Um, <laughs> to be respectful but 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 the reality is it's understandable that you're thirsty you're just using the wrong thing to quench your thirst right you know just like on a hot day you go out and get a coca-cola you're thirsty <laughs> coca-cola even though all the commercials come out you're gonna see all the commercials coming up it's about to get hot and they're gonna have like the water dripping off of the can little frost what is it? What's the commercial trying to tell you? You thirsty? Grab a Coke or grab a Sprite. It's gonna quench your thirst. But that stuff dehydrates you. Or or the the Coors commercial, right? I guess I'm not supposed to say the name. It's too late. I said it. I right, so but you know it's like it's a, it's a it's a, like a frozen train. Because what it's trying to tell you is like, oh man, it's hot outside. Man, get you a cold one, man. Quench that thirst. But alcohol dehydrates you. It doesn't quench the thirst. It creates what, what I call, uh, for most of my life, more. Like, I call all that stuff more. Because the more you do it, the more you want it. <laughs> you just keep, it just keeps, it creates a thirst. It doesn't quench a thirst. And so, 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 the thirst is not a problem. Is God has already established and set up what we're supposed to use to quench it. Yeah, okay, okay, let's use this one. I just want to take the edge off. Well, God has already established. We could, we, not only we could take the edge off, we could remove the edge, <laughs> right? He's already established this. So, but 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 we, I just want to relax. He's like, well, hey, chill with the Holy Spirit, right? Right? I'm not being super spiritual. You, if you experience it, you almost don't know what's wrong with you. Like it's so like your body is like a it's like an out of body experience. Like you don't know, like you don't know what to do. Like it's like just you know. You might just break down and start crying. You know, just out of sheer fullness of joy. You might run around the house. You might run out of the house, down the street. Right? You might do a minister Sammy, right? But, it's, but what it is, is you're, you're so, like, you're so filled up, you just got to, you got to do Bruce Lee. You, right? It's just something in you, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, Tatum. Tatum, that, that's what Tatum be doing. Tatum be filled up where you get him on the right, you catch him, you lock in. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> yeah, the Pastor Mel like that. I'll be coming in the house, I'll be like, first thing I look at is her feet. She be <laughs> Right? So something is but see, we miss out on stuff like that. Right? Because we go into stupors. And we think the stupor, because we numb, that's going to take care of it. All that does is that numbs you to it growing and getting worse. Right? Okay. All right. So, I, w I don't know how I got on that. Huh? <laughs> All right. So, so, if you're born again, uh, you do have, uh, you have the indwelling. Um, and Jesus called it, uh, he called it uh, uh, John chapter 4. 
he called this same salvation uh, a well of water. So John chapter 4, verse uh, 13. It says, uh, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. And that's what we're talking about. It's something that, you know, that temporarily takes care of you, but you're going to have a thirst again. He said, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up, look, to everlasting life. Now, we know that's, you know, when, you, when you're salvation, you're saved. Now you cross over into temporary life, into everlasting life. But he called it a well because that indwelling of the spirit, like a well, the well water has to be drawn out. So just having indwelling in you is not helping us. It's just sitting there. But we, 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 need, we, we need it uh, pull, prime, like prime in a pump, right? All right, so, uh, and then... Um, it is the Holy Spirit who imparts eternal life in our ungenerated spirit, right? So let's go to Titus 3. I just want to give you the scriptures so it's not like he just made that up or where did he get that from? I hear you, Tatum. See, see, he was talking right now, just now, wasn't he? But y'all ain't understand what he was saying, did you? <laughs> But he was talking. You know he was saying something. Yeah. He sure was. We just don't understand. Right? I, that, yeah, that's, that's a setup. That's a setup. <laughs> I just set y'all up. Because he, 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 he's what? Uh, a year. No, he's more than a year. We'll say a year and 10 months away from heaven. Right? Right? So he's closer to heaven than he is to this earth around, right? So he's activating and learning how to speak our language. He's used to speaking the, the heavenly language because that's where he just came from. Right? All right. We're, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm going to explain it. I'm not going to just leave y'all out there. I'm going to give you the, the chapter and verse. I know. Give me chapter and verse. Right? So Titus 3, verse 5. It says, Now the works of righteousness which we have done the works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us, look, by the washing of regeneration, by the renewing of the Holy Spirit, by the renewing of the Holy Spirit, which he shed, uh, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life, everlasting life. But it says the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Right? And that's uh, Titus 3 5. So we know he regenerates our spirit based on what the word says. So the indwelling quickens our spirit or makes alive, right? It quickens our spirit or makes our spirit alive. And we talked about it last week. It makes power available, right? It makes power. It, 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 see, okay, let's go to Romans 8. Just take my time through some of this so you guys have an understanding. I know y'all say I'll be going too fast sometimes. Why you laugh? You one of them peoples? All right, so Romans 8, and we'll start here, verse 9. It says, uh, but now, but ye are not in the flesh. <laughs> no, no, let's, let's start at verse 8. It says, so that 
it says, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. If we're in the flesh, we can't please God. It says, uh, but ye are not in the flesh. And then this is assuming that you're, you're, you've embraced the new birth here. Uh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you, that's the indwelling, right? Now, dwelling you, now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, there it is, dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also, look at this word, quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. The word quicken means make alive, to make, to activate, to make alive. That's what quicken means. So it says, look, it says it right here, right? By the by, spirit that dwells in you. It says, therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds, kill the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Right? All right so it says, it says, quick and make alive. So, so use, that's a, you know, uh, no, Terrence is an electrical engineer, but. Is something called a live wire, right? So let's say, you know, you go outside and uh, somebody cut one of these electrical wires, right? Now, a live wire, you know, besides the fact that it could be dancing, <laughs> but a live wire is, you know, it's hot or whatever, but you grab that thing, you probably gone, <laughs> right? You know, well, you have rubber or something, right? But a live wire has life in it, right? There's electricity going through it. It's, it's, it's something can happen if you grab that thing, right? So, so this is saying that the Holy Spirit quickens us. He makes us alive. We're live now. We're hot, <laughs> right? We're ready to go. Just by the indwelling of the Spirit, something happens on this house. When you're born again, you first come down at, come and you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe God raised from the dead. It says you shall be saved. Something happens inside. You feel different that day. The challenge is, uh, I, I used to teach the youth this. It's almost like you have this filthy cup, right? And, it's, it, and, and all the, the substance in it, it's almost like acid. It's, it's putting leaks and holes in a cup. And you come to, to God and he cleans the cup up. You make it new. So you cleaned up. You know, you came to the altar, cleaned up. And you pour all the same stuff back in the cup. That would be defeating the purpose, Right? <laughs> Right. Okay. So, so, so we got this live wire that we're talking about, right? And um, so, 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 it says they that be led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. So the Scriptures tells us in Galatians five sixteen, walk in the Spirit, and you should not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now we already said in Romans eight, eight Romans eight eight, they that be in the flesh can't please God. Well, I, I want to please God. I want to be in the flesh. How do I stay? How do I get out of the flesh? Well, now I'm gonna have to place a demand on this. This, this indwelling of the spirit that's in me. You're right, right? So, I'm gonna have to, so I have to walk in the spirit. I have to be led by the spirit, almost like engulf myself in the spirit so I won't fulfill what? The lust of the flesh, Galatians 5, 16. And then uh, Matthew 26, 41, it says, the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak, Right? So the spirit is indeed willing for us to walk out. We talked about this in 915 in the master life class. We talked about 
um, like a lot of the things that we're doing in our life are preparation things. All these different jobs is getting on your nerves and, you know, you're trying to do this and you're running over here trying to do that. And, you know, you, you get certified to do this. You get licensed to do that. And, and you're doing it because sometimes you've already made the investment. So you're like, well, I guess I better go ahead and do with this. But it's, it's, it, I'm still not getting my thirst quenched. See, because it's just like the, the, the alcohol, the beer, stuff like that. It's not designed to quench your thirst. This is purpose quenches your thirst. Now we're gonna do a purpose teaching, but just for the sake of conversation, the spirit is indeed willing to keep you moving towards why God put you here in the first place. The flesh is weak. The flesh will settle for, well, this is okay. It's because there's a great demand on purpose and you got to walk by faith and not by sight. You got to get through the uncertainty. You got to believe and have not seen. Didn't Jesus tell Thomas that? Blessed is them that believe and have not seen. So, so it's a lot harder where it's tangible right now. Look, they're giving me promotions or I'm getting uh, money or, or, you know, stuff like that. Or people giving me props. Sometimes if people don't give you money, they, they figure you out and they just keep giving you props. They'll keep giving you promotions with no money. They'll keep, and then sometimes they'll give you responsibilities with no money. Because you, they figure, oh, this person ain't never really did nothing, so they're going to just be happy that they got authority. Hey, tell you what, uh, you're in charge over the uh, moving the canisters department. The person's like, hey, 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 did you check with me before you move that canister? <laughs> yeah, because I'm over the canister department. Right, you know, like, like they'll do that because they, 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 they realize you don't, you've never led nothing. You've never been on a team. You never grow to lead. So they just keep pumping you up. And what God is saying is, okay, do all these things with their preparation. Teaching you how to flow with people. Teaching you how to handle authority. Teaching you how to submit to authority. You know, teaching you how to uh, be faithful in another man so God can give you your own. And you just can't skip the line and go right to getting your own. You're going to abuse everybody because you don't know what they're going through. Just figure it out. You couldn't even figure it out because you've never done it. So, so God takes you through submitting to other people to learn stuff. Again, I'm going somewhere with this. All right, so, so uh, the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Now, I wanted to give you uh, I don't know how I did this, but let's do 16. We're still in Romans 8. Oh, good. And this ties into what we talked about this morning. All right, uh, 16, it says, The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit, look, that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, join heirs with Christ. If so, be that we suffer with him, we may be also glorified together. Now, now no, the Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Now, now I notice how royalty operates versus you know, remember the Prince and the Pope movie? You know, not movie, but it was, it was a little movie when he was a kid. Well, a person that knows they're royal. Like I watch, you know, I've been around, uh, been around, well, I don't know if they were royalty, but they had clout. And the kids almost like, y'all work for me. <laughs> the kids had like a, you know, almost like, when they walk, they, they walk, they expect somebody to open the door, expect somebody to open the car door, they expect somebody to pick up their stuff for them. You know, they, 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 they had like a, I'm somebody, like, 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 and then certain stuff they didn't tolerate. Like, no, 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 and I, I'm sorry. No, I, listen, 
My parents has always did better than that for me. Well, when you recognize you're a child of God, people, the adversary just can't come at you in your kind of way. You see what I'm saying? Because you know the authority you have. You know what's backing you. You see what I'm saying? Like, remember we talked about earlier, we were talking about uh, Jesus when he went into the temple in Luke, in Luke chapter 4. And he says, uh, the, Lord, the, uh, the Lord has anointed me to preach the gospel, to heal the brokenhearted, to set at liberty the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, right? Then he goes in another couple verses says, he closed the book, this day is the scripture fulfilled. Now he's reading from Isaiah, who's, t who's prophesying of the anointed one, he closes the book in his hometown, mind you. This is the first time he did this. Up, up to that point, he, 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 uh, he Jay, the carpenter. <laughs> Jay, need you to fix my porch. Jay, need you to come paint something. I need you to make me a table, Jay. You know, right, right? You know, he, yeah, he, wasn't, he wasn't like, Jesus, like he was, he's just Jay, you know. And so they were like, ain't that, they didn't even say his name. Ain't that Joseph's son? Like he wasn't even identified. He was just Joseph's son. But he closes the book and says, this day is this word fulfilled. Basically, I'm packing power and whatever you're dealing with, I got the power to take care of it. You got to know who you are to be saying stuff like that. So what the scripture says is the spirit bears witness with us that we're not only children of God, we're joint heirs with that same Christ. Joint heirs. See, heir possesses some things. He says we possess the same power. But how many of us close the book and be talking about the power we walking in? We probably highlight more of what we can't do than what we can. Soon as the circumstance come up this week, what you gonna say? Oh, 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 you, you, you got me twisted. You're, you're in the wrong place. I learned this through sports. You know, that's why I think it's good for people to play sports. You kind of learn, learn how to be a part of a team. You definitely learn how to deal with pressure. But I remember I was playing in this, uh, uh, it was called the uh, East Orange Summer Pro League. And it just seemed like every game we played, we went into overtime. Every game. But you know what? When we would get to the huddle, we'd be like, now they're in, our, they're in our house now. You know what our house was? Overtime. That's what we, we get in the huddle. Like, hey, they're in our house now. They probably was confident, but now they're they, they, they in our world now. This is what we do. Like we, we, we broke the huddle knowing we were going to win the game. And we did every time. I, I don't care what took place. We just know. We, we knew we was going to hit the shot. We knew we was going to make the clutch shot. We knew, I don't care why. Listen, don't get nervous. We win. We knew that. This is what that scripture is saying. Don't get nervous. We win. No matter what comes at us. Oh, no, 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 no. You in our house now. You in our circumstance, storms, debt, sickness, disease. Oh, no, 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 no. You got me twisted. We win. See, the Holy Spirit is in there telling you, oh, no, 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 no. please. You got this. Yeah, all right, so, so just, just, just I mean, we were talking about this the other day. Like, you know, I was talking about sales at 915, and uh, I did sales for a while, I sold shoes. But, like, it was a wonderful thing being a Christian. I had no pressure. 
I wasn't, oh my God, would you buy this for me? Would you buy? No, nah, I just like, no, you, uh, the person, because other people did that, that I work with. They'd be running by you. I told them, an old lady grabbed me one day. That's my, that's my customer. I was like, go ahead. Person ran them around, had to get them, getting 20 pairs of shoes and then buy none. In that time, I got 20 sales. Why? Because I was floating with the Holy Spirit. Because I'm an heir. I win. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Good. Good. I just want to. So, 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 so this in what now all we're talking about is just having the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. You know some stuff. First John 2 20 and 21 says you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. Is there something in you go? Oh, so I know how this look, but something in me saying I win. I know the mission looks impossible, but something says with man it is impossible, but not with God. With God, all things are possible. Right? All right, so, so, uh, so now this is the indwelling, but Jesus promised a, subs- a separate, subsequent, subsequent experience to the indwelling, and it was the empowerment on high. Let's go to Acts 1. So we're talking about, we, we spend some time talking about that indwelling for a reason, just letting you know having the only Holy Spirit just inside of you is such a benefit. But look here, Acts chapter 1, verse 5. Uh, no, 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 I did, I did you wrong. Let's do Luke 24 first. And then we'll go to Acts chapter 1. Set this up right. Luke 24. 24 verse 49. And it says, and behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. But tarry, the word tarry means to wait ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endowed with power from on high. So this is when Jesus was telling them to go hang out in the upper room. He said, just wait. You're going to be endowed with power from on high. And then we go to Acts chapter 1, verse 5. It says, For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Now think about what baptism with water was. You know, some of y'all been baptized, submerged in water. It's not the sprinkling. There's not nobody sprinkling on you. That ain't. Baptism means submerged. It's, it's, it's synonymous to burial, Jesus' burial, right? So, so it's saying you were buried, John buried you in water. But not many days hence, you're going to be buried or submerged in the Holy Ghost. Remember, they that are, are born of, here, John 3, let me just give you the scripture. Why Jesus thought this is, he, he's, he's so consistent. That's what I love about God and his word. John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So the goal is for us to see the kingdom of God, the, 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 the see the, the realm that you really are supposed to operate in, right? Because we're not, we're, we're born into a world of sin, but we're designed to operate in the kingdom as heirs, right? 
It says, Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter, can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, verily, verily, very, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water, submerged in water, baptized in water, and baptized in the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So one was seeing it, the other one was entering, Right? So, so, and that's when he said, you shall be baptized in the Holy Ghost, Acts 1, 5. Okay, let's stay with Acts. And will you go to verse 8? It says, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come up on you, and you shall be a witness unto me, both in Ju Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Now, now again, it's, it's about us Baptized is about us seeing the kingdom of God, but ultimately it's about us um, bringing people out of darkness into the marvelous light, bringing people from their separation from God back to God. So you can be a people are more excited about subscribing to this life you're living when you're a great witness. Like when you're a great witness, whoa, like, like when people look at the impact on your life. They want to change their life. And what God does is he makes you brilliant. You know, when you think about uh, diamonds, they're brilliant for a reason. They're attractive. You know, but you can't, remember I said you can't pour the old things in that cup and expect to attract nobody. But it is about being fruitful, multiplying, repl replenishing. It is about being a witness in Judea, Samaria, and the other most parts of the world. It is about being a witness in Charlotte, in North Carolina, in the United States, and the other most parts of the world. That's all it's saying is just breaking down the different regions, you know, the different levels, you know, local, national, international, whatever. All right. All right. So, so that's Acts chapter that one eight. And then uh, let's go over to make sure I'm not going too fast here. Let's go to uh, Acts two. <laughs> Acts two. And now he, he made a promise, told him about the promise. He told him the impact of the promise. And now there's the manifesting of the promise here. In verse one, it says, and when the day of Pentecost, Pentecost was uh, represents 50, just like Pentagon five makes represents 50. So you had every seven years, people would be released from their bondage, bondage of slavery, bondage of debt, really supposed to be. They're supposed to be doing that now. You know, I think and like. And no one told them to stop. They just stopped like <laughs> like without permission. <laughs> And nobody asked no questions, but so, but they got it from you released uh, every seven years, you released the death. So seven times seven is 49. So when you got to seven sevens, the 50th year was deemed as Jubilee. And that's where everybody will be free. Free and restarts like it, people were excited. So, so they celebrated this day of Pentecost, 50 year of Jubilee. And it says, uh, when the day of, look, look at the timing. When the day of uh, Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Key thing, they were in agreement, right? And it was more than one person, right? Two or more gather in my name, there I am in the midst. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it's set upon each of them and they were all filled. This is not, now remember all those other scriptures talked about the indwelling of the spirit. 
This says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So you have this outpouring of the Spirit taking place. And they're filled up. And they're speaking with unknown tongue. You keep on reading down here. And it says, uh, it says, uh, it says, how are they speaking in my language? It was like the United Nations out there. Because the Holy Spirit speaks everybody's language. So people from, because Pentecost is people coming from all different countries. So they're like, he's not from Pakistan. How is he? How is he speaking my language? But they were all glorifying God in everybody's language. And, you know, so here they uh, fooled the Holy, Holy Ghost. And if you keep on reading, I heard y'all, I was in the back. Uh, 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 this is that spoken by the prophet Job. This is that that fell on the day of Pentecost. <laughs> right? And it, it says, these are not drunk as you suppose, but they're very, very drunk in the Holy Ghost. Well, well that's Acts chapter 2. <laughs> it's like, these people drunk. You know, you read towards the end and say, these people drunk. He said, no, no, no. This is that was spoken by the prophet Joel. God said, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. Joel chapter 2, I believe is like verse 28, 29. And this is what it takes. He's pouring out his spirit on all flesh. Now, now, the fact that he's poured out a spirit on all flesh, meaning that he poured out a spirit before, but it was selective. You know what I'm saying? It was certain situations. Like uh, uh, 1 Samuel 10, verse 6, when uh, Saul was with the prophets and the spirits, uh, God's spirit was on him, and it said he prophesied with them. So he would start speaking. God was speaking through him. He wasn't even ordained a prophet. And it said he was changed into another man. Right, uh, 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 1 Samuel 10, verse 6. Or when Ezekiel, he's in a situation where he had to get to the, to the uh, Elijah, he had to get to the, uh, the town before the, uh, the king. It said the hand of the Lord was upon him and he outran the chariot <laughs> for miles. <laughs> right? It wasn't, that like, it wasn't down the street. You know, it was for miles. So the hand of the Lord was upon him. Or uh, uh, your buddy Samson. His, his God's hand was upon him and he's taking folk out with the jaw, jawbone of a donkey. Right? It's just, it's just, these are situations where God's spirit moved, right? But it wasn't on all flesh, all his people. He said, oh, in the, in the last days I'm pouring my spirit on all flesh. Talked about uh, young men dreaming dreams and, and, and people seeing visions, right? And so that's what took place on the day of Pentecost, right? But But Again, they were filled and experienced uh, infilling, but also an outpouring, which we'll get into here in the, in a second. And so let's go to uh, verse 30 in uh, Romans 8. Go back to Romans 8, verse 30. I promise I wouldn't rush, so I'm trying not to rush, even though I know what I want to get to. You know, you, have, you just want to get to a certain thing, but you got to, like, take your time. Let it all play out. So, so uh, Romans eight thirty. I love this. It says, uh, "It says, moreover, whom he did predestinate, he also called, and whom he called, he also justified, and whom he justified, he also glorified." Now, now, Jesus, this is the thing. God predestines, we uh, predestined some things. Jeremiah one five. It says, "I knew them." I knew him before he was in his mother's womb. I ordained him a prophet. Now, what that means is the word knew means to be intimate with. So what he's saying is I had an intimate relationship with Jeremiah 
when he was in his, before he was in his mother's womb. So, and he had detailed intel instructions and training of what he was purposed to do when he was putting the earth around. So you got to look at how that conversation goes. You're an angel in heaven. The scripture calls it the sons of, of, of sons of God. You're an angel in heaven. And you want to be on assignment. You hear about all these people going to, going to, going to earth and, and doing great exploits. Jesus went there and he's telling you all these stories. You're like, I want, hey, hey, sign me up for the assignment. So now you, you're given specific instructions of what you're ordained or set apart to do. But you're also given a caveat. Now listen, to go in that realm, you're going to be uh, uh, birthed in a realm of sin and, 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 and that's consumed with iniquity. A lot of guilt and sin and transgressions and stuff like that. So your first entry, you're going to go blind. But I'm going to, one, I'm going to shed love abroad in your heart. Two, I'm going to give you a measure of faith. Romans 12, 3. Shed love in your heart. Uh, uh, Romans 5. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you some love. I'm going to design you in truth. You're designed in truth. That's why truth frees you because you, oh, oh, that's it. It bears witness. All of us know when you're hearing the truth, when you're really, really hearing the truth, you're like, I don't know why, but all this seems like the truth. He says, so I'm going to equip you with some things. Now you're going to have to when you get there, you're going to have to uh, be born again. You're going to be born, but you're going to have to be born again. Otherwise, you won't even be able to see the kingdom. You won't be able to see your authority. You won't be able to operate as an heir. You won't be able to fulfill purpose. Right? So, so it says, he pre, who he, he, whom he predestined, it says, uh, let's go ahead. It says, he, them he also called. So, he said, so, so your instructions were, you'll be called. <laughs> He said, well, how do I know when it's time for me to do what I need to do? Don't worry, you'll be called. <laughs> right? It says, it says, uh, it says, and whom he called, he also justified. Right? And then whom he justified, he also glorified. So, so when you're called, you're called to be filled with predestined is predestiny. So you're called to be because you need to be filled up or fulfilled with what you need to fulfill your destiny. Many are called, but few are chosen. Matthew 20, 16. Many are called, a few are chosen. Now, why? Because some people choose to stay blind. Some people are born into this world blind, but some people choose to stay blind and weak, right? They, they, no one, they don't want to advance to the accountability and responsibility that they were purposed here for they'll settle for things where blind blindness and weakness is okay see for purpose you can't be blind or weak you got to see that's what we talk about here at the church you have to fight to see that's what faith is putting on faith lenses and so, so it's almost like mission impossible uh should you choose to accept this mission <laughs> right but you you have to choose though to accept it it's an impossible a seemingly impossible mission with man, it is impossible, but not with God. With God, all things are possible. Uh, Mark 9, 23 and Mark 10, 27. Mark 9, 23 and Mark 10, 27. Right? And so, so here you have, uh, and then it's, it basically if you accept the call, it's saying those he called, he justified. Now, justified 
is declared free of guilt. See, you picked up the guilt even just coming in this earth realm. But it's saying you'll be free of the guilt. Like what can slow you? Guilt can slow you down. You know that, right? You might think you don't deserve what you deserve, right? And if I can convince you that, yeah, you might be an heir, but you don't deserve what an heir should receive, that can, that can stifle you. But if you, but if you recognize you deserve it, not because of anything you did, but because of what Christ did, then you'll accept it. You won't, you know, um, you won't, we won't struggle with receiving. You know, some of us struggle with receiving or, or, you know, or choke. That's too much. Too much for who? Because if it's more than you need, then it's enough for other people around you to, to benefit from. Right? Your cup should run over, right? Which we'll get into here in a second. So you're justified. And, and see, that justification is you experiencing the indwelling. That Holy Spirit comes into you and lets you know who you are. We already talked about that. And that frees you of the guilt because you recognize I'm a child of God. And, and God loves me. And love looks way beyond conditions. Right? See, see, true love. We always talk about love. We just throw that word around. What type of love are we talking about? Because you got, you got, uh, uh, let, me, let me get it right. You got phileo love. That's that arrows, touchy-feely love. That's the nice way of saying it, which I know what I'm talking about. Eros. That's where erotic and all that comes from, right? So, so is, it, is it that? Right? Are we talking about that? Or is it uh, phileo love? That's uh, Philadelphia. Brotherly love. I, that's, that can be conditional too. I love you because you love me. Or I love you because we're born in the same family. <laughs> right? Right? It's just, you know, so we got a lot of brotherly love going around. There's nothing wrong with that. Ah, but the God kind of love is agape love. Unconditional. It's all about what I can give to you independent of what conditions you make. Right? So, so when you recognize who you are and you're God's child, now you know how God operates. Now, now some of these kids understand this because you take your parents for granted. I, uh, excuse me. Some of these uh, young men and women, I say kids, you know, but you take your parents for granted. So you, man, they're going to love me no matter what. Right? You know, so you do stuff and you expect the parents to come through, even though, yeah, I know somebody like that uh, out there in TV land. <laughs> you know, your, your parents are going to come through, right? So, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about out there in TV land, right? So, but, 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 but the good thing about that is, now the bad thing about that, you don't want to take your parents for granted. But the good thing is, like, I'm covered. I'm not worried. Like, like I was at the house the other day. Taylor one sitting around going, man, I hope, I hope I get something to eat today, man. Because, you know, these, these fools greedy. Man, what the hell forget about me? He wasn't doing that. He was just chilling. You know, just playing, playing, knowing that I'm, listen, I have a place to sleep. Everything's taken care of. You know, uh, my godparents and everybody else, they probably bought me a bunch of stuff because I'm, I'm, a, I'm an heir. You know, God told me I deserve to have these things. It's, wonder, it's amazing how you know it when you're a kid. You walk like an heir, but then you're an adult. You start flipping and tripping and, you know, second-guessing stuff. But as it, we need to go back to being kids. Like, you know, like, God's my daddy. That's right. right? That's right. You, you, you make a mistake, you be like, well, if I blow this, daddy will cover it. Right? That's right? right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. 
right? So that's how we need to be rolling. Like, if I blow this, daddy got me. I win. Right? All right, so, all right, so good, good, good. So, so, we, so that justification starts with the indwelling, right? And then it says, those that he justified, he'll glorify. That's, ex- that's experience an infilling of the spirit. It is, uh, uh, in the last days, this, uh, we'll have glorified bodies. I, I'll, I'll do the whole es- eschatology. Somebody got to remind me. We need to talk about the end times. But we'll have glorified bodies. Like, we could drive a car if we want to. See, I, I think it's going to be spooky. It ain't going to be spooky. You could drive a car if you want to. But if you, if you want, you could just translate yourself there. You ever had that dream where you just, you like floating along? Never had that dream? Glorified body. See, I be studying these things out. See, glorified body doesn't have the limits that a human body does. Now, people have experienced translation where they walked in a bathroom and ended up in an airport. This is actual documented truth. But that's, that's how you'll operate. See, again, that's all supernatural. Hard to believe, but that's, that's why we need to see the kingdom. That's right. If you see the kingdom, it's not with man. It is impossible, but not with God. With God, all things will be possible. And that's what a glorified body. See, we got this whole picture like it'll just be clouds, you know, with these like uh, cloud type mansions. The Bible talks about a, 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 new, a, a, a new earth. In a new Jerusalem. You got to read the Bible. Yeah, see, so you don't understand, like, that, first of all, streets of gold, you have to be able to walk on them. But it talks about glorified bodies. Go read the First Corinthians 15 when you get time. You know, c- celestial bodies where you just, I, I've seen it, you know. I, I've act, God gave me vision, vision, I've seen it. You know, where you just, my hang time was great. It's going to be great in the spirit realm. <laughs> great. Just dunking on folk like it ain't nothing. <laughs> all right, but anyway, see, see, y'all do that all the time. All right, so, so again, we're relying on the indwelling of the Holy Spirit to know who we are, right? That we're power-packing sons and daughters of God. So, so that indwelling helps us to know who we are. But since we've all sinned and come short of the glory of, of God's total glory, that's the scripture says, all that sin and falls short of his total glory, right? Um, that, that places the demand on us to have the infilling of the spirit, to be fit for the master's use and the outpouring of the spirit to be who we are, an expression of his glory on the earth as it is in heaven. Right, so again, we have the indwelling but because we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God, we need more than that. We need the infilling right, and the outpouring. So you have indwelling, and, and we talked a little bit about that last week. And, and, and this is the key. Uh, John 1.12 says this. Well, let's go to John 1.12. Uh, John 1.12. Look, it says, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So, again, you have to believe to receive to have that power. That's why some things I said like, huh? That, see, because that doesn't make natural sense. But I wasn't saying it like it's spooky. I was saying it like it's real because it is. But, uh, again, I'm looking through some different lenses. 
All right, so as many as believed gave he power or indwelling to become the sons of God. That when you become the sons of God, God, that's the infilling, infilling, that's the impartation, right? In Mark chapter 6, uh, it says, uh, in oh, Mark chapter 6, let's go there. I was about to rush through it, I'm sorry. Mark chapter 6, verse 7. All right, it's Mark chapter 4, 7. It says, and he called unto him tw uh, 12 and began to send them forth two by two. Look, and gave them power over unclean spirits. Now, this is not the power that God was pouring out on all flesh. This was Jesus imparting some power, giving them a taste. And it said that they went about and, and they, they, had, they came back. Master, even the demons are subject unto us. They was excited. Woo! Look, that's I, the dude, man, he had demon. I found him up. The person was sick. He was like, can't breathe. The words that came out, I never spoke to him before. And this, that, and the other. Man, calm down, man. Just be as happy that your book is in the book of life. Let's, let's not get excited. But then they ran into a demon they couldn't do nothing with. And he's like, well, master, what about this? Like, almost like, you ain't tell me about this. He said, no, no, these come out by praying fasting. Now, what he's setting them up, though, I just gave you a taste. He gave them a taste to create a thirst. You know, like you give your kids candy for the first time? Sorry you did that, didn't you? Because <laughs> now, like, you put the, 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 uh, the green beans in front of their face. <laughs> you know, they little. You see, when y'all's little, y'all be like, yeah, <laughs> Like, no, no, here, baby, you can have the cake after. No, we got some cake now. <laughs> If they could talk, you know, not, but they, they really saying it, yeah, you know, like speaking in tongues, you know, right? But why? But see, what he did was he gave them a taste of power. But you think they was like, that's cool, I'm good. Oh, no, they, was, they wanted more. All right, now that you want more, you, now you're going to listen to what it takes to get more power. I gave you a taste, but now, now, now you'll listen to what it takes to get more power. Now let's go to Ephesians 3, Ephesians 3. I know it's a lot of scriptures, but it's the word, right? You know, that word if I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So you have more word to hide in your heart so you don't separate yourself from God, okay? All right, so, so, so Ephesians 3, 19. It says, uh, to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, the love of God is beyond understanding is what it's saying, that you might be, look, filled with all the fullness of God. So we said there's an indwelling, but that's not the whole fullness, right? It says that you, so it says, now, now once you recognize who you are in Christ through the indwelling, the indwelling what bears witness that you're a child of God, it says, look, and to know the love of Christ was to pass this knowledge, and now I know the love of Christ. It says, but the goal is for you to recognize who you are is to go to another level, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Then it says, now unto him, who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask to think according to what? The power that worketh in you. So you're not just getting this power to do just get by or barely enough. This is overflow power. And this overflow power will have you doing exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask to think. Now I understand that some people, if they compare their lives to a lot of people around them, they say, well, I'm doing a lot more than a lot of people around me. But God is not trying to the Bible says, dare not to compare yourself with yourself and others. He's not, don't compare yourself to that. Are you doing all that I purposed you to do? That's, that's the thing. Are you doing exceedingly abundantly above all I can ask or think? 
I, I was in a situation, I'm saying this respectfully, but I just, it just came to me. But I was in a situation, uh, we had, a, we had a, a, a basketball program, and uh, we played in a program and stuff. So we're having a meeting, and I'm just trying to get the guys, like, because we praise, praise the Lord before and after games and stuff like that. Then it was kind of tough for some of them because you're, you're in a secular environment, and before, win or loss, we just praising the Lord. So some people was hard for them to get their hands up because they're like people looking at me, right? And so I was talking to guys about going to another level in the Lord, especially if your games is jacked up. I was like, well, you know, the Lord kept So one guy was like, well, you know, I don't think it takes all this. I'm blessed. I said, oh, you blessed? Huh? Yeah, yeah, I'm blessed. I said, well, right now I need uh, about $100,000 to build a building. You know, I was just build a gym, you know, so we can work out in Oh, now I don't have $100,000. I said, so, so, so when you say you were blessed, what did that mean? Because according to the Bible, your cup is running over, right? Right? I mean, I, okay, all right, all right. Just, just know how that's going over, but <laughs> that's what the Bible says. Exceedingly abundantly above all, that's the thing. We just read it. All right. Was that sarcasm? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Somebody said, mm-hmm, and somebody said, true. Okay. I'll just listen. I don't know. I'll just, I'll just, yeah, too late. Forgive me. I repent. All right. So Jesus, uh, the good thing about Jesus, if we're taking on the nature of Christ, like we said before, he experienced all three levels of the, uh, the spirit, the indwelling. Now, now, the indwelling specifically is the function of the Holy Spirit within the indwelling is the f- function of the Holy Spirit within. We talked about it last week. Is power available? All right. The indwelling is the function of the Holy Spirit within. Is power available? The infilling that we we're, we're talking about today, when they was speaking in uh, unknown tongues and things like that, uh, that that's the in that's the infilling. That's the fullness of the Spirit upon. The fullness of the Spirit upon. All right. So that's that's a. Uh, that's, how can I say, you got power available, that's power ready or powerful. Full of power is power ready, right? So the infilling is you're filled up, infilled, be filled with the fullness of God, right? So you have indwelling, power available, you got power ready or, or, or powerful, then you have the outpouring. The outpouring is the force of the Holy Spirit around. Remember, uh, the he filled the room. That wasn't, listen, that wasn't indwelled and that wasn't infilled. That was in the room. Now, it was in the room and they drank of it in the room. So they got filled up. It's just like, you know, people pray for you to be filled with the Holy Ghost and people keep their mouth closed. But I try not to take this as gross, but I just want to explain it. So if, 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 if I submerge you in a pool, you're in the pool. What is the pool in you? If you open your mouth, is the pool in you? You're not trying to be gross. Only way, only way the pool's gonna be in you if you open your mouth, right? Okay, all right, all right. Just setting you up here. All right, so you, so Jesus experienced the indwelling, the infilling, and the outpouring. And let's go to Luke three. We went there last last week, but just to see how Jesus operated in all this. So Luke three. 
Oh, I'm in John. I was like, did I have the wrong scripture? I'm in John. Okay. So Luke 322, it says, and the, and the Holy Ghost, did, okay, I'm sorry. Not 22. Let's do 21. Now, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized, and that's with water, praying the heaven was opened. Look, and the Holy Ghost descended in bodily shape like a dove upon him, and the voice and, and, and the voice came from heaven, which said, Thou art my beloved Son, in thee I am well pleased. Now, this is the Holy Spirit indwelling in him at this point. Fell on like a dove at door. So, so Jesus experienced the indwelling. You go over here to Luke 4, which is just a few verses after, right? Uh, Luke 4, 1. Now look here, it says, And Jesus being what? Full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan, and was led of the Spirit into the wilderness. Now most of us ain't going into the wilderness. But it says, that, look, right after, the, listen, this is, this is so good. During the indwelling is a honeymoon period. During the honeymoon period, the, the, the father came down. This is my son, Hornwell, please. You got an endorsement from God. This is my son, Hornwell, please. After, after, in front of everybody, God goes, he with me. Remember, Jesus was like, you know, if, if you see me, you see the father. Why y'all dogging me out? You know, I, blasphemy. He says he came from, from, he's the son of God. Like, they was tripping the whole time. Right here. He got endorsed, right? Man, that's, that's my boy right there. Almost like, what he say, you do. Right after that now, right after the endorsement and the hype, and, and you know how we do, we like, what'd he say? what God say? God. Yeah, I ain't think so, right? Right? Right after that, look here. And then he was filled, he was full of the Holy Ghost. Remember I told you, you feel good? You like Tatum? You just feel great, right? It says, the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness. The next step after all his endorsement, recognizing who he is, indwelling, you know who you are. God even sealed it, and you go right to the wilderness. See, we get overconfident. It ain't over. You know who you are. I endorse who you are. Now you need to know, go through the wilderness so I know, I told you, the Holy Spirit is telling you, but I need you to know through and through who you are. Uh, Deuteronomy 8, 2, it says, I took you through the wilderness to humble you, to prove you, so you would know what's in your heart, whether you would keep my commandments or not. See, because right now, everybody in the building, if God do this, man, I'm just live for God. I, I God's saying, I appreciate that. But let's, see, let, let's put you to the test. And we'll see if, if, cause right now you waiting on this big breakthrough, right? You waiting on this big breakthrough and you saying to yourself, once I get the breakthrough, man, once, once I, man, it's all going to be about God, man. Once I get the breakthrough, right? You know, sometimes you, you cheat God. Well, I can't go to church cause I'm trying to work on this breakthrough, you know? And then once I get the breakthrough, then I'll have time for God. It don't always work that way, right? Well, God said, no problem. Well, I'll put you in the wilderness and I'll see. Right? And you'll see. And, and it's not to punish you. It's not to disqualify you. I want you to see what's really in your heart. Because once you see what's in your heart, now you're more apt to take the preparation. You know, like if you go take a test and you fail it, you don't study the same exact way you did when you failed the test, do you? Well, you shouldn't. <laughs> I guess some people do. Right? <laughs> but you shouldn't. You, you, you would think, oh, 
I need to take this thing to another level. Well, that's what the wilderness is to let you know everything that's coming at you, you're going to embrace with humility, right? All right, so I said, uh, okay, so, and so it says he's full of go- the fully Holy Ghost, and it said he went to the wilderness. Now, this is similar to uh, uh, Matthew, uh, Matthew chapter 4, when it goes through Jesus being uh, turned a stone into bread, and the devil's tempting him in the wilderness. So he ain't, got, he ain't being tested by, remember we talked about the hierarchies, the demons the other week? You know, so you got your, you know, your corporal or your privates or privates, corporals, like, I forgot the privates. Okay, all right. <laughs> My bad, privates. I ain't trying to teach you like your insignificance, like your pawns on, on the board. What'd you say? Okay, so juniors, out of respect. For privates, it, realistically, <laughs> right? All right, so, so all right, we'll, we'll, we'll do juniors. All right, so, so you, but you have all those different levels. No, and it says the highest level of demonic activity is Satan is disguised as an angel of light. He's being tested by the man. The, the greatest test. That was him trying to call right now. I just <laughs> 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 so, so he was being, and, and it said, he obviously it said he passed the test, right? So you remember he passed the test. Now, after he passed the test, you drop down here in verse 14, it says, and Jesus returned in the power of the spirit in the galley. So one, he was full of the spirit. Now he returns in power. Now he's operating in power. There's stuff flowing out of him. Remember we said you got uh, power available, power ready, and power flow. Because he wants you, see, powerful impacts you. Power flow impacts them. Right? Our life is supposed to be impacting people, right? It ain't just about us. Our life is not our own. We've been bought with a price. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit. Right? 1 Corinthians 6.20. All right, so now we have this indwelling. We got this, we got this function, this fullness, and this force. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit manifests what we call the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, faith, goodness, uh, gentleness, and temperance. I, I, I know NIV says, might say self-control. I'm just a King James guy, so. All right. <laughs> So, so the indwelling manifests the fruit of the Spirit. So it's the pathway to your power. The infilling facilitates or readies the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit. That's 1 Corinthians 12. Uh, words of knowledge, words of wisdom. Words of knowledge is when somebody speaks to you and say, so last week, last week, did you go to Atlanta? How'd you know? That's called a word of knowledge. Or, or wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Right now, you're dealing with something. You, you, you're concerned that this relationship is going to affect your relationship with God, and you don't even want to talk about it. Like, you don't want to bring it up because you, you don't want to even have to make the decision. How you know? Word of knowledge. This week, you're going to have to make a decision that's going to give you everything you want or it's going to cost you everything you desire. That's a word of wisdom. We're talking about the future. I wasn't just saying that either. <laughs> right? You see what I'm saying? That's a, that's a word. Of, then you have prophecy. God is speaking through you. Then you have the gift of faith. See, we're supposed to have walk by faith and not by sight or live the just shall live by faith. But sometimes the, the Holy Spirit will impart a gift of faith. Like a uh, pastor was teaching in a, in a, um, in a in service and there's a pool across the street. And so 
a person drowned in the pool. Gone. They ran across the street. Pastor. Uh, you're not a pastor. Minister. Uh, hey, this person drowned across the pool. So he walking. Uh, I, I actually met this person he's walking and he's like okay God what are we going to do about this because <laughs> the person gone and God says look the Holy Spirit unction says go just go I'll let you know what to do when you get there and the Holy Spirit told him to lay hands on the person and pray for him the person came up came, came alive she came alive but, and, and, and I talked to the person they weren't going this is a job for Jesus uh, hey, I'm going to go here and raise somebody from the dead. Never raised nobody from the dead. Never considered raising nobody from the dead. Didn't believe it would ever happen in his life. He was just following the Holy Spirit. He had an unction from the Holy One. And a gift of faith and a gift of miracles took place. 1 Corinthians 12. Power gifts is what it's, what it's called. Then you have, uh, you have tongues. Uh, you have, okay, so you have unknown tongue. That's your devotional language to God. But you have the gift of tongues. So that's, if I'm speaking and I start speaking in tongues, there should be an interpreter, right? When I'm saying if I start speaking in tongues for the message, but if I walk over here because the spirit hits me and I start praying to God, you know, I'm not talking to y'all. I'm talking to God. See, unknown tongues is me talking to God. The gift of tongues is me talking to you. There need to be an interpreter. Because otherwise, you don't know what I'm talking about. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm finishing the rest of this, this sermon in tongues. Well, somebody better be interpreted. Or I better get an interpret, interpretation from God, because otherwise, it's foolishness. That has nothing to do with if the spirit hit Isaac right now, he starts speaking in tongues. He ain't talking to us. He's, the, 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 the spirit is speaking through him, praying the perfect prayer for something that's about to take place in his service. So, yes, it's loud, but he ain't trying to edify y'all. He's trying to magnify and connect with God. Two different things, right? But that's the gifts of the Spirit. So, the infilling readies us. Um, it charges up our power, and it affects us. The outpouring is the manifestation of those gifts. When the gifts are manifesting, that's pouring out the power. That affects others. Infilling affects us. The outpouring affects others right so that's why uh, Jesus said the infilling of the Holy Spirit one can drink of rivers of living waters until he gets full rivers of living water John 7 39 through 7 a river has a constant flow to it has a constant flow to it right and I, and, and I, I just want to give you this little piece because I, I promised I would do it but how can you tell when you're full now, now, we know on the day of Pentecost, when, they, when the Holy Spirit fell on them, what? They start speaking in, in tongues. That's how we, you know, that's a way you know when you're fooled up. Something comes out. When you're full, something has to come out, right? Right, so, so the believer who received the baptism of the Holy Spirit will speak within an unknown tongue or an other tongue or another language. Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 10, um, let's look at Acts chapter 10. I'm looking at Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 19 real quick, just so you have biblical example, you know, it's Bible. So Acts chapter 10, 44, it says, and when Peter yet spake these words. Now, now this is, Peter was just, so you have different ways of being filled. In this case, he was just speaking the word. 
He ain't lay hands, he ain't do nothing. He's just speaking the word. It says, when Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Spirit fell on them which heard the word, and they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the Gentiles also was poured out, look, the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with other tongues, look, look, and magnify God. Right? So it wasn't like they were trying to talk to nobody. They were magnifying God. See, so, and, and they were like, because they thought it was just for them. We, we, we Hebrews, it's just for us. It's like, well, God poured out a spirit on the Gentiles too? How did they know they were full? Because they spoke with, with, with tongues. That's how they know that they was full. Something came out of them. Uh, Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19, verse 1. Acts chapter 19, verse 1. It says, it came to pass that when Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and found certain disciples. And he said unto them, look, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? They were already saved. He says, but have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? He says, and they said unto him, we have not much heard whether there be any Holy Ghost like a lot of people in the church today. He says, he said unto them, unto what then were you baptized? Like, he said it like, so, so, the, how are you living this life? What were you, how were you baptized then? He says, and they said unto John's baptism. They said, well, he's baptized with water like everybody else. Then Paul said, verily, John, bapt, uh, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, which should come after him, that is, on Jesus Christ. So they was baptized into the body of Christ. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands, this is another way to be filled, had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. So, so they did both. They spake with an unknown tongue and they spake with the gift of tongues. Prophesied. That's what that the gift of tongues interpretation is called prophesying. So here, so here they were they they were bathed in power. That's what happened. They were bathed in power. Like in the pool pool of Bethesda. They were bathed in power. Just like when Jesus tried to get the, the guy to go into the pool, because that pool was touched with power. And he's like, man, just go into the pool, man, you'll be healed. But, but what God has done with us, instead of going to every pool, he put the pool in us. He put the power in us to be healed and to assist in other people being healed. That's what he's trying to do here, but, but we still we still at the altar. Like, everybody's still at the altar. Some people haven't been to the altar, but I'm saying... Those that been to all, we still at the altar. We 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 we're still playing off of insurance, what we believe is insurance, but in a couple of weeks we're gonna clear that up in the basic training class. But what we believe is insurance and not getting all the benefits. Not you're you're a child of God. A ch child of God has power. Stuff changes. Uh 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 the evangelist was walking in the, I told you I was walking in the um no, evangelist was on the train and was in their room on the train. Everybody that walked by the room dropped to their knees and said they needed Jesus. That's how powerful they was. Uh, uh, other, the other evangelist uh, was a Catholic, started getting into the word and started learning from this, 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 this person that was preaching that he, that, that he needed a relationship with the Holy Spirit. So he had a relationship with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit, first thing the Holy Spirit said, get in his word. He's in the word two, three hours. Parents, 
He didn't tell his parents because his parents were Catholic and they would have kicked him out of the house. Right. So. So again, he's, he's, he's going through the word. He's going through the word, going through the word. So one day he walked out of his room like he would never. He would try to sneak in and out of the house, walked out of the room. And the mom. He walked out the room, stepped out of the room. The mom flew up against the wall. As soon as he stepped out of the room, he never touched her. He was so filled with power that it shook up everything out. See, we're trying to change people with this. We're trying to convince everybody. We're trying to make our perspective, give them their perspective. We're trying to save our kids with fear. If I dot all my I's and cross all my T's, you know, if I, if I put a, uh, 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 what do you call it, the, the prison things? With the ankle monitor, put an ankle monitor on them. You know what I'm saying? I'll know if they leave the zone. But we're not using power. We have power. If you, you have power when you pray, you have deliverance every day. You need the Holy Ghost, right? 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 So, so that's the thing. God wants us to have power. It'll save us a whole lot of worry and concern. And we're trying to get that person to change. I guarantee you power will. Matter of fact, the same guy that his mom uh, fell up against the thing, he didn't want to talk to his dad. He didn't want to tell his dad that he was a Christian now. But, but the power on him so strong, he kept getting speaking engagements. Speaking engagements everywhere. Right? So one day he gets a speaking engagement. His boy comes in the back and says, uh, I got something to tell you. Your dad's out there. He's like, what? He's like, I can't go out there, man. I can't go out there. He said, no, nah, but you're going to have to go out there. Everybody came here to hear you. So he went and preached. And then instead of going right home, he drove around for hours. And then after a while, he's like, <laughs> he probably ran out of gas. He's like, man, I got to go home. So he walked in the house. His father dropped to his knees and says, I need the Jesus that you have. He said, that guy up there preaching, that wasn't my son. My son stutters. He had forgot he stuttered. He had been stuttering his whole life. He had been delivered just by spending time with God. And he forgot all about it. But his dad went up there and was like, who is this? The power saved his father's life. Are we walking in power? Are we embracing power? Are we feeling power? How, are we, do we got that pool on the inside of us? 